Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, September 16th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians fall 8-2 to on Thursday in a makeup game against the White Sox. Uh, they lose a game in uh, of their lead in the American League Central Division, but really uh, it was it was an opportunity there, a missed opportunity to to sort of send a message to the White Sox uh, that they uh, that they really just weren't able to accomplish. Hunter Gaddis surrendering five home runs, uh, tying a, a franchise record uh, for Cleveland uh, in that game. Um, what did you take away from that game as far as how the the Guardians should should feel about uh, their chances when they face the White Sox again next week? Well, I think you know they still lead the series, Joe. You know they still they're what nine nine and seven. Uh, lead the series overall. Um, and I think, uh, you know, pitching plans had a lot to do with the outcome of that game. I mean, I think they made a decision to uh, start Tristan McKenzie on Friday instead of Thursday. He could have started Thursday in place of Ga- uh, Gaddis, but, uh, you know, they, they decided they didn't want to start, what, three rookies against the Twins, which, you know, uh, would I, so you know they 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 went with uh, McKenzie on Friday, and uh, is it? I think it gives the White Sox a boost, but you know I don't think it 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 tilts the series one way or the other yet. We'll know a lot more next week when they they open that uh, three game series in Chicago on Tuesday. Right, and you know for, for whatever confidence or momentum it might give. Uh, Chicago, it also, you know, allows the the Guardians to to sort of sit back and and say, hey, you know, our, we weren't throwing our our best guy out there in terms of if this were a must win game. Uh, you're right; they only need to win one more game in order to uh, get the tiebreaker between the two clubs to to get to that tenth win out of 19 games, and uh, you know, have a head to head tiebreaker if they do finish tied at the top of the standings. Uh, after 162 games, uh, yeah, I there wasn't. I, I don't think it was a, a lack of confidence in Hunter Gaddis, but you knew what you were getting into with that game. You you knew what the result could be. I just don't think they were prepared for you know five home runs. Uh, you, you're kind of hoping that, that that the kid is is able to go out there and 
and maybe keep you in a game, keep you competitive. But uh, that was not the case. No, definitely. Uh, you know, and it, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, it, I felt bad. I felt bad for him. But, uh, you know, it, you know, this all goes back to, you know, with the injuries to Savali and the police act, Joe, they, you know, they've been, and I think they probably would have had to <clears throat> in this stretch, even with five healthy regular starters, they would have had to bring up a couple, there, there would have been a couple spot starts too, right. because they just, what they have one day le- off, one day off the rest of the season. So, you know, the, the, the rotation is getting scrambled at the wrong time. Definitely. And, uh, you know, but, you know, you, <laughs> You know, I just, uh, you know, Gaddis was in over his head and uh, he's been in over his head, you know, for the two starts we've seen him. And like you said, you know, this the, the result of this thing wasn't wasn't a big surprise. And the thing was, you know, this thing could have been 15 to two. But, you know, what four of the uh, five home runs were solos. Right. Uh, yeah. The, the good thing is that the the rotation pieces that you do have in place. Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill, uh, they've been getting you deep in games. Uh, it, it hasn't been an issue for them to get to the sixth or seventh inning the last couple of times through the rotation. So you know you're not going to be maybe torching your bullpen uh, every game in this five-game series against Minnesota, which which will help. Uh, it, it's, you sort of had to take your lumps with uh, with Gaddis to, to get yourself into that position uh, to get McKenzie starting uh, tonight against Bailey Ober who, uh, you know, is not necessarily a front-of-the-line rotation guy for for Minnesota. Uh, the other thing about yesterday's game that that really sort of, you know, catches your eye is, is again, Lance Lynn is in, uh, you know, peak midseason form for Lance Lynn. Uh, he he controlled the, the Guardians, and, and really uh, he's, he's tough when he gets rolling, and he wasn't healthy at the beginning of the year. He's healthy now. And, you know, after a, a couple of shaky starts, he's he is in true Lance Lynn form. And that's a, that's going to be a problem if they have to face him again. Yeah, they'll definitely face him again in Chicago. And uh, I would think uh, they'll 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 work that rotation to, to have, the, you know, to have him pitch in one of those games. Well, maybe he'd go Monday, but we'll see. But yeah, in his last three starts against uh, Cleveland, Joe, he is. Uh, in in 18 innings, he's allowed what uh, four earned runs. Uh, so I mean, or no, three earned runs. So you know, after they beat him the first time, like like you were saying, when he was coming off the knee surgery, the first time in his first start against Cleveland. But he's owned him since then, and you know that's 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 a guy they're going to have to deal with. And they, you know, Joe, I thought early in the game they had some chances against him, but they just couldn't convert. You know. Rosario had the double in the first inning. They hit back-to-back doubles in the second inning, uh, Jimenez and Benson. But, you know, they just couldn't get a big run, a big hit there. And that, I think, that as much as, and then Gaddis gives up the five home runs. But I think that played a role in the, in the outcome of the game as well. Right, yeah, they couldn't get the kill shot on uh, on Lance Lynn. And, and Will Benson didn't help himself out with, two base running mistakes in the same inning, not scoring on a base hit by Miles Straw, and then uh, getting caught uh, on the, the infield uh, fielder's choice by by Stephen Kwan getting thrown out at the plate. Uh, again, it, a little mistakes, but uh, it, it goes back to this is a, a, a 
club that's populated by rookies. We, we can't use it as, as an excuse because they're not using it as an using it as an excuse. But, uh, you know, sometimes those rookie moments will will show up and they, they certainly did in yesterday's game. Yeah, you know, it's something you got to play over, you know, and uh, this is the team they built. This is the team they wanted. Uh, you know, they could have improved this team at the deadline. They could have improved it at uh, over the over the winter with some trades. They chose not to. So, you know, what what you see is what you get. And, you know, they, they can't be wringing their hands over over a mistake or two. The, the nice thing about them is Terry Francona has them playing with that, you know, you know, win today's game sort of attitude and, uh, you know, never really doubting that they're out of a ball game. So even if they're trailing late, uh, and especially in this series against Minnesota, I think it's going to serve them well. Uh, they will be able to uh, continue to keep the pressure on and, and, and put runs up on the board, hopefully late. You know, the offense was looking really good uh, operating on that philosophy of, you know, score early, hit a home run uh, or, or scratch out a run early and then add on late and, and let your bullpen really take over. Uh, the bullpen's been really good uh, in, in, over the last couple of weeks here. So, uh, you know, that's that that's sort of the key to them winning uh, against the White Sox and the Twins is is maybe putting that bullpen in a position where it can help you win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Tito, you know, <laughs> I think he goes to bed every night, you know, thinking how how he can protect his bullpen, you know, how how not to overuse it. And knowing, you know, even like in this three game, this five game series against the Twins, that you're going to have to start Pilkington and and Morris, you know, in in uh, games what games three and four in this series, and uh, you're going to have those are probably going to be bullpen games. You know, the bullpen is going to be deeply involved, so you got to protect those guys, <clears throat> and uh, you know that's that's a kind of a hallmark of the way Francona manages the game. Let's uh, really quickly mention the um, the the comments by Elvis Andrus, uh, who came out after uh, Wednesday's game in Chicago, uh, leading into this one one game matchup in Cleveland. Uh, he said, "You know, we know that uh, they're sort of playing on uh, keeping the pressure on uh, the Guardians." He said, "You know, we know that they'll crumble if we keep if we just keep playing. They have to play perfect." Uh, it, it, it kind of painful to watch Elvis Andrus be one of the guys hitting the home runs yesterday and jumping up out of the dugout after all of his teammates are hitting home runs, being the first guy there to greet him at the top step. Uh, it was, uh, it, you, you don't know, how did, how did, how did Cleveland react to that? What, what do you think uh, the, the message was to the Guardians when they saw that? Yeah, you know, I I don't know how they reacted to it. Well, they got beat eight to two, so that's not a real good first reaction. But uh, you know, I think you know the the White Sox are you know they're desperate. They're they're in desperation mode. They have to win, and I think they're going to use anything they can to kind of get into the Guardians' heads and kind of you know tilt this series in their favor, tilt this race in their favor. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, the Guardians have the right attitude to play one game at a time. They're still in the driver's seat. They've got a three-game lead in the division over the White Sox, a four-game lead over the Twins. They put the Twins in a position where they almost have to sweep this series to be rele- relevant again. And that's that's tough to do, a five-game series. If, they, if the Guardians win t- three of the five games, you know, the Twins' season might be over, you know, pretty much – they're right. done. So 
I think you got to take care of business here, and then you got to deal with the White Sox and, and Elvis Andrus next week. And they have that, like you were saying, Joe, they have that great attitude instilled by Francona, one game at a time, handle the game in front of you. The only thing that's a concern is that there's so many rookies on this club and they haven't been through this. You know, we've asked Quan about, you know, when they were struggling going down to, um, in early September. And he said, I've never been here before, so I don't know what to expect. So, you know, I, you know, so I think yeah, that is the, uh, you know, the big question. Can these guys handle it? Yeah, this is the most games that Stephen Kwan will have ever played in a, in a in a season. I think he's Tito said he's already passed that mark. So, uh, you know, it's it's up to him to sort of show, you know, what he's made of and and what he can handle. And uh, you know, we saw Stephen Kwan DH yesterday uh, again. It was the second time he started, uh, been in the lineup as the DH. Uh, don't expect to see that too much uh, because they want to move that that position around, and uh, you're going to have to keep. Josh Naylor, if you want him in the lineup, you're going to have to keep him off his feet a couple of times, maybe over these next couple of weeks. And uh, it's it's a it's a real it, real fine juggling act that that Tito has to do, not just to make sure that the bullpen doesn't get burned and overused, but uh, but also to make sure that the uh, the position players, you know, aren't running out there every single day and and dying on their feet. You know, he's talked in the past about uh, Ahmed Rosario's heavy legs the, when he hits into two double plays in a game or. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, again, guys like Rosario, guys like Ramirez like to be in the lineup, like to play every day. But you've got to do what's uh, you got to do what's right and what's best for them, and and give them a day off their feet. Uh, and, and Tito's been able to do that, so that's how that st- sets up for this this final stretch run, these final twenty games or so. Uh, I remember when I said uh, a couple months ago that Kansas City, ironically enough, would be the team that sort of helps determine. How uh, whether or not the Guardians make the playoffs, uh, that that final stretch of six games against the Royals, uh, you might be looking at having to win, you know, you know, four or five out of those games if 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 things don't go the right way against the Twins and and uh, White Sox this week. Yeah, there's no no doubt about that. A six game series against the Royals at the end of the season with <clears throat> who knows a division title at stake and. You know, the, the odds would favor uh, the Guardians, obviously. They have the better record. They've, you know, but the Royals have played them hard all, all season. And, uh, you know, how, how often do you sweep a six-game series if that's what you have to do? I mean, that's, that is that is near impossible. And, and Joe, I just got to add something. Uh, you know, you were talking, we were talking about the bullpen a couple minutes ago. That I, I heard there you know, I confirmed that they've added, they're adding Carlos Vargas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometime during this series, probably I, I would imagine tonight. So that's another arm for the pen. Yeah, we did see uh, Hunter Gaddis uh, packing his uh, uh, bag and, and heading out from uh, the clubhouse yesterday. Uh, it looked like he wasn't, wasn't planning on being back at the clubhouse anytime soon. So it led you to believe that there would be a move made, uh, and with them already having announced Connor Pilkington, who's already here, uh, will start on Saturday. Uh, that means there was, uh, you know, room for one more. That means Vargas could be the the 16th debut this season. Uh, think about that. Uh, and and what he's been able to do uh, since coming back from uh, the Tommy John surgery, uh, he was phenomenal in Double A this year. Uh, moved up to Triple A. Uh, you know 
not too, too long ago. Hasn't had too many innings or appearances at, at the AAA level. But uh, you're talking about a, you, you like Emmanuel Class A. Uh, Carlos Vargas is like Emmanuel Class A Jr. Yeah, big arm. Uh, you know, he's hit 100. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, he's coming off that Tommy John surgery. And it looks like, uh, you know, he's made great strides. And it's another it's another big arm at for the for the Guardians. I don't know how they'll use him. I don't think he's going to be in leverage situations, but he's certainly yeah, that's an interesting arm to watch. And uh, I would think uh, Tito won't hesitate to get him in there. He usually gets these guys in quickly as soon as they get up there. So you know they don't they're not sitting around for three or four days. Yeah, it could be fun. Uh, it could be fun to watch. You, you think about what the future might be might be able to hold in terms of the 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 back end of that bullpen with uh if if Vargas ever proves that he can he can be back there you know Vargas Karinchak uh Stefan Henches and uh um Class A you know you're talking all guys who were mid to upper 90s with their fastball and uh if they can be effective that's that you remember that series when Tampa Bay came to came to town late in what like 2018 I believe it was and Tampa Bay was rolling out uh you know 98 99 you know big six foot four guys out of the bullpen and Tito's eyes sort of got got real wide talking about him and you could tell he's like I want that I want that's the bullpen I want and (laughs) And it only took him a few years, and now he's 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 potentially got it. Yeah, um, big arms at the end of the game. That's the way uh, Major League Baseball is going, and uh, the the Guardians have that right now. They have that in Class A. They have that in Stefan. They have that in in Henkes. And uh, it's um, you know it, it's fun to watch, but it, if unless you're a hitter, it's 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 an, it's entertaining. Right. Yeah. Uh, as far as previewing this series, we, we saw what uh, Minnesota, we, we sort of saw some of the holes and we the, the Guardians were able to expose some things uh, with Minnesota uh, last weekend. We didn't get to see Sonny Gray, who we're going to see this weekend, uh, you know, who's one of their better, uh, you know, starting pitchers. But as far as, you know, what the Guardians were able to expose last week, can they can they still take advantage of of some of maybe those holes in the 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 twins lineup there again they're not the healthiest of ball clubs no they're not the healthiest of ball clubs uh you know uh the guardians are going to see you know gray and and joe ryan two of the you know their main starters that they did not see uh last weekend at target field brady over bailey over like you said joe just is just off the uh, il uh, you know, good arm. We, I think they, they may have faced him earlier in the year, mm-hmm. early in the season. But, uh, you know, he, so we, he's kind of a X-factor winder. They they beat him in, uh, I think he's one and one against uh, the Guardians. He beat him here early, in, in, I think in June, and they beat him over the weekend, last weekend. So, you know, that's kind of a toss-up. But, uh, you know, I think what the big thing to, to, that stood out to me about that three-game sweep by Cleveland last weekend is that they scored early, Joe. That's that that was a key for me, and uh, they got great pitching. They had you know McKenzie, Bieber, and Quantrill lined up, right? Right, and and not only that, but beyond Luis Arise, uh, you know Carlos Correa, and maybe Jose Miranda, 
there aren't a lot of consistent threats in that lineup right now that that you need to be you know particularly scared of. Uh, Max uh, Max Kepler is not the Max Kepler who you know torched Trevor Bauer for so many home runs uh, the one season. He, he's he's been dealing with injuries a lot. Byron Buxton is not in that lineup. He's not a guy you have to worry about dealing with. So uh, it's it's pretty much Arise, Correa, and Miranda at the top, and then uh, you know mix and match the rest of the lineup. And uh, I, I think they can be pitched to, and they they showed that uh in in minnesota last week yeah you know correa is, has had a huge series over last weekend he's a danger he's the most dangerous guy in that lineup to me he's a guy that that's kind of hitting his stride at the right time of the year for them and uh you know he's a guy that, that really the guardians have to control and this 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 weekend joe you know uh the the line uh you know the the rotation lined up perfectly against the Twins last weekend. But right now, uh, the Guardians are going to have to uh, pitch Pilkington and Morris in, you know, what, games uh, four and five of that se- of this series. You know, and that, that leaves them uh, vulnerable to me. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's back-to-back days that they have to pitch, uh, you know, rookies on. That's uh, not ideal in, in any way. All right, uh, we will be at the ballpark tonight and over the weekend uh, for the big doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, check back in, hopefully talking about, uh, you know, the Guardians being in good position on Monday morning, heading into the finale of the series here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.